Good morning and welcome to the Bond Sunday morning services. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am getting letters and phone calls and emails from people around the world about the, about the Bond Sunday morning service, and I appreciate you tuning in. If you have any questions or comments, you can email them to bond at bondinfo.org. Name in town, name in town, and I can try to answer your question today during the uh, uh, services. So thank you again for tuning in. Uh, let me just welcome everybody here. Good morning to you. Good morning, sir. And happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Thank you. Are you guys excited to be mothers? Yes. Are you, are you excited to be mothers? Yes. I'm going to see if you're excited once I'm done with my message. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see if your excitement will still be there. But before I move forward, I want to introduce two, I mean, two people in Bond right now that are young and successful spiritually, uh, mentally, and financially. Uh, first, Kenya Cox, come up here for a minute. I want to introduce you to the world. Oh, okay. <laughs> Kenya came to Bond at what age? Oh, seven. Seven. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Wow. Her, I would change her diapers. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, you, you worked out your issue with your parents. Yes. And what were some of the issues that you were doing? Um, parents not being patient with me yeah. as a child. Um, you, have, you have father and mother in the home. Father and mother in the home, yeah. so I'm, I'm very blessed in that respect. Uh, a dad who worked a lot and a mom who was resentful of that. Yeah. So kind of getting caught in the middle of that dynamic. Wow. And you were able to overcome as a result of yes. coming here? Mm -hmm. And then you went on and finished high school. Finished high school. And then? Went to college. Finished college. USC. Went to USC. Not just any college. <laughs> <laughs> USC. Went to USC. And then you got uh, a job. I got a job. You know what? I work in uh, corporate finance. See that? That's deep. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then? Um, uh, I'm, I'm engaged. I'm getting married now. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and you're married a good man. I'm married a good man. No children. No children. <laughs> Works never, hard. Yeah, never been married before. Never been married before. A fresh start. Good to his family. Good to me. Isn't that sweet? People like them, yeah. See that? <laughs> this is a bond woman. <laughs> this is what we're producing with the help of God. And the other one is Scott Stewart. Wait. Come on, Scott. <laughs> last Sunday, Scott graduated. Was it last Sunday? Last Sunday. Scott, last Sunday. <laughs> Scott graduated from Stanford Law School. Important to speak up. Even if you're wrong sometimes, it's best to speak up. 
Because when you speak up, you feel better about yourself. When you don't speak up, it stays on your mind. You know, you think about the people that you didn't deal with properly, and it really destroys your life. You've got to learn to speak up. And if you're wrong, then say, you know what? I was wrong. Sorry. But at least you get it out of yourself. You're exposed and you bring it to the light. Go ahead. You went and finished high school. Finished high school. I went to college at Princeton University. Wow, did y'all hear that? <laughs> Not LACC. <laughs> Nothing wrong with LACC, all right? I went there for a year and failed. <laughs> um, yeah, Princeton, just finished Stanford, and I'm headed to Washington, D.C. to work at a law firm in the fall after taking the California bar exam in a few months. Isn't that amazing? Another balling guy. <laughs> What have you, is there like one thing in particular that you've learned about life that has helped you to kind of make it through all this stuff that you've had to go through? Yeah, um, I am not my thoughts. Right Because, um, you know, through education and corporate America, you can really get caught up and put all your value into the things that you are doing, not who you really are. So to have learned to be able to take a step back and say, that's not me, that's just kind of what's going on around me, and not let that become how I identify myself, has saved me a lot of heartache. Right. Uh, that's great. How about you, Scott? Um, stay in the moment. I think it's the most, one of the most important to me. Um, especially if you're really busy and you've got a lot going on, it can be really hard to buckle down and do what you need to do, and you can get caught up into a lot of different things, and by just focusing on the challenges before you, it, it helps a lot, it makes a lot more things quite manageable. Right on. Well, you guys make all of us proud. Congratulations. <laughs> we have a lot more like that. They're just not here today. And, uh, and, and the reason I want you guys to meet them, especially out there in the world, because I realize that character is more important than anything. And if parents were to teach their children that by examples, uh, they will be able to deal with the issues of life when they have to confront them. And uh, so, that's why I want you to meet these guys. They don't wear baggy clothes, no afros. Just true Americans. And we're doing it here, Vaughn, with your help. And thank you for that. We're going to talk about the role of mothers today. This is Mother's Day. And I want to wish everybody out there in the world uh, Happy Mother's Day. Um, you know, I wanted to really try and present this in a right way. Normally, I'm real hard on mothers. You know, I'm just pointing out how awful they are, how they mess up the world. It's funny. I was in uh, I was in the uh, auto shop the other day getting my car service, and uh, I'm sitting there waiting for my car. And some women came in, and they were sitting there waiting. And uh, a black guy was sitting there. He was waiting, right? And so we saw this police beating in Philadelphia on the TV. The, the, the thing on the TV. And I said, you know what? It's a shame that these guys are running away from police officers like that. That's why they end up, you know, getting a bus key. And the guy like, yeah, that's right. You're right about that. And I said, you know why they're running? Why they're like that? <laughs> and, and so me and the guy just kind of talking, and he said, um, I forgot what he said. And I said, well, no, that's not the reason. The reason for it is these angry mothers. I said, we're allowing the world to take over, women to take over. 
And when women take over, the world falls apart. And when I said that, all hell broke loose. <laughs> it was amazing. It was a woman that sitting over there, she just saw you yelling at me. You can't say that about women. That's not true. It's the men. I'm like, no, it's not. I'm like, join us already. No, it's not. And the lady behind the desk said, you can't blame us. It's the man. If the men were at home, it wouldn't be happening. I said, but the men can't be home because they don't know how to deal with their wives. No. I mean, these people were so stirred up. And, and a few minutes later, the guy came in and said, your car is ready, sir. And so I just left them upset. <laughs> I'm like, see you later. See you later. But, uh, and really I say that because women need to learn to accept the truth about themselves just as men need to learn to do it. You can't solve a problem by, solve, by working with half of the problem. You have to deal with men and women to get this thing right because we all have roles in life and we all play a part. And unless you fix the whole body, it's not going to do any good to work on half of the body. And so we got to start working on women and being honest about it. I remember, in talking about the role of mothers, I remember growing up in Alabama on a plantation when the laws were against us. And the, the black women of, the, of, that, of those days were, for the most part, noble women. And I say black women because that's all I was around for the most part. We were not allowed to hang out with white Americans at the time. But I remember uh, my grandmother, and my mother, they were trying to set examples for the other women, you know, the young girls in the home. You know, if they were doing things that were wrong or out of order, you didn't even know about it. It wasn't bragged about, it wasn't, you know, flaunted around as though it was something good. They would try to teach the young girls how to be, you know, prepare them to become, you know, good wives, become women, become women who are are able to take care of themselves, you know. I remember that my grandmother used to teach my aunt and them how to cook, you know, how to sew, how to be moderate in when they go out shopping and do stuff like that. That's not being taught to young girls today by mothers. And that is, a, a, that is the role of the mother to teach their daughters by example, preparing them, from, uh, preparing them to become women, to overcome being a female and to become a woman. And a woman is prepared. She's being prepared for her husband. Because the, the, the ultimate goal of a young woman, young girl, is to become a woman and get married and have her family. And I know in today's society, they say, oh, I don't care about being married. But women do care about being married. They do. They feel that way when they're young. But once they become old, you know, bodies will fall apart. Like the old, they want a husband. And that is in the nature of a woman to want a husband. And her mother have a responsibility to set that example. There's nothing more refreshing for a man, a husband, is to have a, a, a good wife, a wife that he can be pleased with, a wife that when he leaves home, he knows that she's going to uh, set that good example to his children. You know, she's going to prepare the home for him, have things taken care of around the home. She's like the vice president. And you shouldn't have to worry when you leave home that your vice president would not carry out your orders. But instead, mothers are teaching young girls today to be like men. Be like, you don't have to learn to cook. These young guys who are dating now, the girls that they're dating, know nothing about housekeeping. 
they're dirty and, and worse than the boys. And that's not normal. That's not going to bring unity between men and women. Young uh, mothers are supposed to teach their uh, daughters to love their fathers. Love your father. Even if your father happened, God forbid, to be a drunk, even if he's a bum, she still say, don't talk about your father like that. You know, love your father. He can't help himself. And the reason they used to do it because they understood, exception to the rule, all mothers didn't do this, but, but for the most part, in the good old days, they understood that that daughter hated her father, she's going to end up with a man just like her father. The women understood that in that day. And so they may have some issues with that, with their husband, but they would not pass it down for the most part to their daughters or to their sons. They would tell their sons, love your father, don't talk about your father like that. You know, respect your father. Now they weren't in denial about the kind of man that he was, but they knew not to pass it down to their daughters because they didn't want them to end up with men just like that. And you know, we become attracted to the thing that we hate the most. You hate a, a, a drunk, you're going to marry a drunk, a date a drunk. Another thing that uh, mothers used to do is uh, teach their daughters not to have sex before marriage. They would say, don't have sex before marriage because men don't, a man is not going to want a woman that already has sex, that's been with everybody already. He's not going to respect you. I used to hear that all the time. Anybody else used to hear that? Yeah, I used to hear that. Don't do it. Not all girls didn't obey that, of course, but at least the mother was doing her role as a righteous woman to try to teach that to her daughters because they wanted the best possible man that the daughters could get. And one thing I can absolutely tell you for sure and without a doubt, and and not all, not all, not all, but most, 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 real close to not all, most men 99.9, but most men want to marry a woman that has not been with another man. And, and the reason for it, because when he's dating her and chasing her, there's an excitement in that. You know, the courtship is even better. You know, and, and it, it leaves something to look forward to, and you don't see your wife uh, as you would see Forgive me for this word, because I haven't heard this word in a long time, so I don't know if it's still popular. The, the word whore. Is that still popular? <laughs> I don't hear that word anymore. Is that a popular word now? No. I can't hear They don't say it out loud, they just think it, right? They do a show in Hollywood. They what? No, the young people say garden tool. Oh, garden tool. That means whore? <laughs> mothers are teaching their daughters, you can act like the boy, you can do what you want, sleep around, have fun, and the guys are like, right on, I like that idea. But when these guys are talking about the girls behind closed doors, they call them hoes. I still hear from the young guys today, and some of them even here, but I'm not going to point them out, so <laughs> you guys don't have to hide behind you. But, and that is because in reality, we all know right from wrong. We know right from wrong. 
Now, we will go along with wrong in order to get what we want, but we know right from wrong. So in our hearts, we want to marry the best woman possible for our children. And just like women want the same thing too. They do want the best man, but they've been told that you can act like a man, sleep around, get a job, and all that kind of stuff. So they'll act like boys setting themselves up to fail in life. That's what's going to happen because as they get older, you know, your body starts to crack down. You realize there is life and death. You start, you want to settle down and have a life for yourself. You really do. You start to want to settle down. And mothers have a responsibility to prepare their daughters and sons for that time when they grow of age and they're ready to settle down. They have carried themselves in such a manner that they are attracted to a decent man. It's not an ego thing. It doesn't mean the man is better. It's a spiritual order. There is a, you know, God said that we should do everything in moderation. And character is the way that we should go. That prepares us for a long life and a good life. Also, when mothers would uh, teach their sons and daughters to love their fathers, they knew because they were, you know, for the most part, they believed in God. They knew that if they loved their fathers and mothers, that they would have a long life. When you love your parents, you can live forever. But when you hate your parents, when you're resentful because they have failed you, you die early. You absolutely die early. Even if you don't die physically early, you die in the spirit early, and so you're just a walking dead. Just a walking dead. No life. Out there looking for love. And mothers knew that at one time. And so I say all this to say that mothers uh, have a awesome responsibility to, uh, to be a good vice president, to be a good wife. Because the kids are at home with them for the most part, and the way that they love and treat their husbands is the way that the kids are going to treat their parents. If they see that order of God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman, and woman over children, the man loves Christ, uh, and, and the wife loves the husband who loves Christ, then she's going to pass that love down to him, and the ch children will grow up having a better chance of living. There are so many miserable girls and boys now because of the type of mothers that they have. Really. We fathers, of course, but this is not Father's Day. This is Mother's Day. And we're dealing with mothers. So I know I hear a lot of women's brains right now. <laughs> Why are you not talking about the man? It's the woman day. And I want to just be honest with you because I like to see that change come about. You know, we talked to Kenya earlier. She, her parents set a good example for them. She's going to end up marrying a good man. You know, she's going to marry a good man. Fresh start. No children. Nobody has already been married. Who want a used car? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? All right, my Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't we all prefer a new car? <laughs> Because when you get a used car, all you're doing is buying somebody else's trouble. Now, I know a lot of you believe in used cars. I don't. I believe about a used car with no miles. No miles. No miles. I believe that you should save your money, work hard, save your money, and then buy a new car so that all the troubles you have are your own troubles. You know, you're not repairing somebody else's troubles, right? 
Well, that's how it is when you marry a, a, a used girl, a used woman. You just add with somebody else's trouble. You, she already hated the last man that she was with. She hated all the men that took advantage of her. And here you come along, a decent man, and you're trying to do what's right. But this girl is mad at every man in her life, including her father. And you wonder, how did I end? I'm doing the right thing. But she can't see that because she's angry at men because her mother did not set that proper standard for her. That makes sense? Yes, sir. Anybody disagree with that? I'm telling you, if God wants us to have a fresh start in life. Everything is new. You know, um, when you're born again, old things have passed away and all things are new. When you start your family, and I don't want to make you guys feel bad. I see some women looking pretty sad right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, forget about, don't hold on to this. But when you get married, you want to start, you want a fresh start. All your troubles are the troubles that you and your husband are bringing in. Not something left over from the last marriage or from some, you know, the, the fifth man boy that she just broke up with. You want to first start and That is the way it should be. Absolutely the way it should be. But we're so confused with the secular world around us that righteous people have allowed these wrong ideas to come in. We teach our girls now it's okay to have sex, okay to wear short, skimpy dresses. You know, even, even in the way that girls dress today, it's a disgrace to be honest. Yes. There's nothing attracted by it at all. And when, when guys look at girls now, they do not see a woman and say, you know what, that's a pretty woman, but I would like to know how smart she is. <laughs> I would like to know her character. You know, I would like to meet her parents. They're looking at this beautiful woman and thinking, sex, sex, sex. That's all they're thinking about. And she up there with the dress, you know, right away, little halter top thing on, selling herself like that. Uh, there has to be some moderation, and it's up to mothers to teach that to the children. That is the responsibility of a mother in the home, to set that tone, to be a, a moderation, so that the girl can love her mother and, and pattern after the mother. The kids will do what the mothers do. They really will. They'll follow that. If you are that example, they will follow it. Now, they're going to rebel a little bit, but they will follow that example. But if you allow them to do what they want to do, just buy them these clothes and let them look like little, what do you call hoes? Hoes. Little hoes, hoochies. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> and no proud father or mother want their daughters to present themselves in that manner. You know, the Bible talks about how a daughter can bring shame to her, to her father. That brings shame. When fathers see daughters acting that way, they are not proud of it. Now, they may be too weak or afraid to do anything about it, but they feel a sense of shame about it when they see it. But when they are moderate in their personality and the way they do things, they bring proud honor to the father and to the mother. And especially to the mother because the daughter is patterned after the mother. If you want to see what the mother is like, just look at the daughter. So we got to restore these values as men and women of God. Now I understand if you're secular, you don't believe in God, you're expected to be wild and out of control and compete with men. Women do not have to compete with men. That's another thing the mother would teach the daughter. It's better to be a woman than it is to be a man if you're a woman. So why compete with the man? Be the best woman you can be, and that's where your love and power is, to being the best woman. You don't have to be macho. There are too many, have you noticed there are too many macho women? Don't nobody want a macho woman? <laughs> they want a soft, feminine, beautiful woman. 
And I don't necessarily mean beauty in physical necessary, but in spirit, in character. The character of a woman, a beautiful woman, the character of a woman outshines her physical look. Did you guys know that? Yeah. yeah. But these women get up in the morning, they put on truckloads of makeup. They spend eight hours in the, in the bathroom, and that don't even matter to the man. He'll look at a simple woman, a woman of simplicity, not a, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've mean, yeah. heard this kind of message in a long time. One other thing I want to say, I made a note here. Prepared, mothers are to prepare their daughters to become women. And, uh, but most importantly, do all things in moderation. All things in moderation. Save yourself until marriage. It's good for the spirit. Some of the most unhappy girls walking the streets today are those who have had sex before marriage. They can't find a man. They can't trust men. They're emotionally destroyed. And it's because their mothers have not taught them to do all things in moderation. Wait. Sex is not love. You know, there's nothing wrong with getting a good education. You know, you may not end up with a man. But get a good education, but still hold on to your womanhood. Hold on to your character. Because that's what's going to outshine your education. Some of the hardest women to live with today are educated women. And when, especially when they got double masters and PhDs. You might as well, <laughs> well forget it. It's not, and then even those women with all of their ego, with all of their anger, <clears throat> want to be married. They end up wanting to be married. They wish that they had done things a little differently, that their mothers had taught them better, because they still end up wanting a family. Within all of us, for the most part, everybody wants a nice family. Don't you just love a nice family? There's nothing like going for a husband to come home at 5 o'clock, and his lovely wife is there with his kids, and she's happy about being there, not griping and complaining, you've been out working all day, how do you expect me to be happy when you get home? Nobody want to go home to that. But if you have peace within yourself and if you didn't hate being a woman, you would love being a wife and a mother. Absolutely love it. Chef, you have a question? Yeah, okay. They're going to have relatives in France. You know, they all have, you know, but some have babies already. Well, my question is, like, can you turn around? Like, can you turn your life around and then find another Can you turn your life around if you already had children or hanging around? Absolutely. You know, God said that all things, all old things have passed away and things are new. When you can realize that you are wrong, you couldn't see what you were doing, and then forgive yourself for it, let it go, a brand new story just like that. You, you start to develop this character because you enter into um, the kingdom of heaven. You enter into love, which is God within you, and your whole life starts to change, and it seems as though you never had a past. Yeah. The guys will recognize it. Absolutely recognize it. And when you're that way, they will not approach you in the same way that they will approach a loose woman. Really. As a matter of fact, they will treat you better uh, because they would love to be married to you. They would love for you to be the uh, mother to the children. So even if they're going to cheat around, they'll treat you better until you get married, but they'll go and mess around with the hoe. No, the loose woman. Can I say hello, Scott? Yeah. You're the lawyer now. 
And let me just say something about words. I am so sorry that we have take, taken those words and put them to the side. To the side. Words like whole and whatever they call men and stuff like that. Because those words were set up to bring shame to what we do wrong. Those words were intentionally put there to remind us in a physical way that we're wrong in what we're doing. And when you when word when a word could cause you to feel a sense of shame, you tend to try to change that. But if you have no words to remind that you're wrong, and you're not the type of person to admit you're wrong, you have nothing to change your life. Everything is all beauty and softened up. We should not have gotten rid of that word. That's a good word to remind us when we're wrong. And we need to bring that back, but you know, Christians are afraid to do it, and the world is definitely not going to do it. And most women don't want to hear that they're wrong, so they're not going to bring it back. We have to bring words back to remind us of being wrong. Words like sin, you know, words like hate. It's, people don't even want to admit that they hate one another. Oh, I don't hate her. Do you resent her? Yeah, I resent. But resentment is the same spirit. It causes the same problem. Uh, mothers have an awesome responsibility. It is more than a notion to raise children. It really is. It's a major job. But when you do it in the right way, under the umbrella of marriage, loving what's right more than anything else, loving your husband, respecting your husband, being honest with him, but loving him, and you pass it down to your children, and when they grow of age, and you can see what you have created with the help of God, there's nothing more prideful, more, that's a, there's nothing that brings more joy than seeing your kids do well in life. It brings uh, everlasting joy. And even when you're dead in God, it lives on. It still it shines like the light because of what you have done. we got to turn this thing around. we got to come back to what is right. The way that women are living today is not good. It's, it's leading to destruction. It has to come back. If we don't do it, we're in control. And women used to be ashamed to do certain things. We, not, we have to bring that shame back. That's what God intended for it to be, and it could become that way just like that as soon as you realize that you're wrong. Any questions for me? Anybody disagree with that? Everybody agree? Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay, like, um, like you said, the mother should teach her daughters. Um, also, um, like mothers, like they could talk with their things. They have to, um, you know, do it too. Yes. The mothers have to do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. They can't just say it, they have to be it. I mean, you can say it all day long, and a lot of mothers do say, you know, don't do what I do, do what I say. That doesn't work. You have to be that living example because if you notice with Christ, he was a living example of what we should be. You know, he didn't just hang out in some church and preach from the pulpit. He went out there and dealt with the folks. He was honest and straight up with people. He wasn't on welfare, as far as I know. <laughs> was he on welfare? Because I don't know how he ate with no job. Oh, I think they took up donations a long way. Thank you, Sherry. But a living example is more powerful than words itself. Really because love is coming out of you. What is right is shining through you. And that's what the kids see. Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah. 
You resented your mother, so if she did say something good, you resented the good. Yeah, I'm she had good advice sometimes, but I couldn't take it. And I think my my own kids are like that. You know, they're, they're changing now, but they couldn't listen to me for a long time. Yeah, you pass. Your mother passed it on to you, and you pass it on to your children. Yeah. I'm telling you, and we need to talk about this because I want mothers to understand the impact that they have on their children. It's not just the father. The father is not around most of the time. He's at work or at the bar, or with another woman. It's the mother that are impacting these children in that way. You know? And so they need to understand that if they don't have love, they're going to pass out hate. And they're sending their daughters up to suffer in life, to be used. Because that's all, not all, but most guys do. They just use women for their pleasure. Not all of them, but most of them. And women are allowing this up to you. Most, I remember growing up in the good old days, most girls would not allow you to use them. They would say, no, if you want to do that, you have to marry me. Yes. You know? And if you don't want to get married, you're like, okay, bye. <coughs> That's how it used to work in the good old days when we knew right from wrong. Yes, ma'am. How many people resent their mothers today? You resent your mothers? Men and women. There you go. Don't be scared. Why do it's you, going away. It's going away, though. It's going away? Yeah. Why do you resent her? Well, she had so many flaws, and I was thinking um, just now of um, what some other people were saying. My, um, my mom has a lot of flaws. Her mom did, and her mom used her in a lot of ways. So um, what I realized is that uh, I became uh, comfortable uh, around her because of her flaws, yeah. so I could judge her. And um, there was a comfort zone in knowing that she had flaws and that I was, it was like a self-righteous thing that I was better. So it even fueled like a certain intelligence and a certain um, energy and clarity I had yeah. that I would lose when I would go be around people that I didn't know, like uh, in public places. And like right now, I'm not as sure as myself as I would be in that comfort zone, comfort zone of my fam family, which I could see all their flaws. And um, I think then I gravitated towards people that they had the flaws too. It did give me that that sense of identity within myself that was really rooted in this anger yeah. and frustration. And uh, now it's like I tell my little brother who's who's going through this. He's quite a bit younger. He's going through the motions of uh, trying to find himself. And through talking to him, I said, "Oh, that's it," because I noticed this pattern with my brothers and I. When we, it's like strangers intimidate us. Yeah. But, so yeah. that's just an insight I had with my own family and how that all relates, but um, so when I think I, I found women that were flawed and then I would, in my own twisted way, uh, you know, use them yeah. through finding that ego gratification. That's right. So. And they waited to service you too. Oh yeah. But if, if their mothers had taught them properly and a person like you came along, those women will resist you. You know, they'll tell you the truth about it, but they would not allow you to use them because they have come from a place of love instead of a place of hate. And love causes you to respect yourself and others. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what to do. Exactly. I was confronted with that and, uh, you know, just behave like a buffoon because I wouldn't know what to do. And I resent that and I was further lost in this conundrum of uh, just pride. So is your mother still living? Yeah. And have you dealt with her about this yet? Yeah, and um, 
I feel like my resentment, I raised my hand on the resentment topic, but I feel like, I mean, it's, I have to admit that it's probably still there because I don't feel completely, uh, you know, secure as myself. Um, but I've made a lot of grounds, and my mom is, yeah, she's still around, and I probably won't even call her today, but I always welcome her to call me. Why won't you call her? Um, just because I feel like this Mother's Day um, thing is, is, is a day that's, it's, it's an outside influence dictating what my, that would dictate what my relationship with my mother would be, because I feel like I have the relationship already, and it's, we're, we're, we get it, we get it standstills where she does so many, she, she, she lies about me, and when I try to help her, she doesn't want help, like I, I confront people who aren't good to her, but she wants those, um, she wants to keep those issues alive and live a, a life of lies. And so, and then she, she, she defeats me and makes me look bad. You know, she um, degrades me, and I let her know. And, I, and so, even if, like, I'm not gonna go over. I think Mother's Day is sort of a trite issue, or a even wrong in the circumstance to make that connection when I want a deeper connection. Does that make sense? Let me say. Oh, let me do this before I give you my response to that. I want to ask, uh, um, can you, what should he do with his mother on Mother's Day? Do you agree with the way he deal with her? No, because he's, he's spiteful, essentially. Like, I mean, I, I don't know the situation, so please don't. I'm not trying to, but there's obviously issues there, and the idea of glorifying or celebrating his mother obviously angers him to the point where he doesn't want to do it. Right. So he has to show her in her behavior, he has to show her patience and love, and then he can kind of get rid of the resentment he's got for her, and that he, he wouldn't be as put off or offended at the idea of celebrating her or acknowledging what she did do for him. Do you agree with that, Melissa? Yeah. And, and why? Um, I, don't, I think it's not a big deal to call your mother's on Mother's Day to try to not do that. I think he has some kind of resentment. Let me ask the guys, Ken, what should he do on Mother's Day with his mom? You just heard his story. Yeah, I think he should call his mom. Uh, I think he's unfortunately suffering a little bit from what I call backlash, sort of um, trying to go the opposite way where you had an unhealthy relationship with your mom previously. Now you're kind of saying, well, you know, I should appreciate my mom every other day, what makes Mother's Day special and I'm just not going to do it because I'm not going to sort of fit into what society says. And that's just really your mind kind of playing with you. And, you know, the, the commandments are to respect your mother and father, uh, even if they did wrong to you, because when you show them love, you're showing God love. So, Who don't think that he should go to deal with his mother on celebration, on Mother's Day? Anybody think that he should not do it? Oh, are you holy people? <laughs> Everybody love that mama today. <laughs> I agree. I think that you're making an awful mistake. And, and let me tell you why. Yes, your mother's insane. You know, she's out to lunch. She's all whole. But as a man, especially as a man of God, uh, you have a responsibility to deal with that by shining some light on it. Now, you already know she's insane. She can't help it. I mean, I hope, hopefully you know that. You don't seem to know that. But your mother cannot help herself. Her mother has done it to her. And she's done it to you. But if you know what's right, then you need to go back and shine some light on it. 
Meaning that today is a day of celebration, appreciation. And we tend to do that in this country. We show people that we appreciate them on birthday and Mother's Day and Father's Day, alcoholic day. <laughs> we show the drunks that we're glad you're not drinking today. It's just an outward expression of, of, of an appreciation. So I would personally, first of all, not today, but at some point I'd go to my mother and deal with her. Let her know I resented her, tell her why. And then if you could realize that you can't help yourself for the things that you do, it will help you to understand that she could not help herself. So you don't have to pretend around her, but you could go and just be a good son to her today. You know, you could, you know, Mom, we haven't always gotten along, but I, I appreciate you. I'm glad you're my mother. You know, just something, show some love, and that could cause conflict and cause her to change. Because the light is brighter and more powerful than the darkness is. And so it's a test of love that you should express to her. She doesn't, you don't need her to love you. You need to love her. Because she's not had anyone to love her. Yeah, I, I appreciate um, all the words. And, um, uh, and, and I understand that. I understand that. And... Um, and you don't have to hang out there all day. If I'm wrong, you know. Um, but it, doesn't there come a time when you, you try, not necessarily try, but you um, give love and you're as clear as possible, and then it, it just doesn't get anywhere? And so yeah. sometimes it's better to show the distance and just let them know that, you know, there's a divide there and you welcome them. And you can do come that. over and own up to their issues when you've been clear enough and calm enough to in expressing that. Yeah. But see, right now you're not in a position to do that because you still have resentment for her. And so your decisions are made on how you feel. For example, you said, well, Mother Day is overblown, you know, everybody's all into it. That's an excuse, right? Yes, it's overblown, but that has nothing to do with you and your expression of love toward your mother. Now you can go there and have some fried, you don't have to hang out all day. Just go have some fried chicken and greens and say, I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks mother, I'm glad you're around, the food was good. You don't have to hang out, they don't have to see you for another, until another Mother's Day. <laughs> but the point is, you need to do what you do in freedom and not in anger, where you're being controlled by your emotions. Right. Um, My folks don't like me. But I go there, now I'm not going over there today because I'm going somewhere else, but I go there and have some chicken and green and candy yam. <laughs> we'll, we'll argue and I'll leave. <laughs> and I, they won't see me for another whenever. Because I'm, I'm in control, I'm being guided by what is right. I'm a free person now. And so I'm not going to, I don't have to operate that way. They may still feel that way, but I don't feel that way. And that's what real love is. It frees you up to deal with the world around you instead of being controlled by it. Right now you're being controlled by it. But I would pop in and say, you know what, Mother, you're still mean and angry, but I love you. I hope one day you overcome that. You know, my mother and I had to work that out too. And it got to a point that my mother would call me up to ask me to help her deal with the other children. And I would send her money, you know, from California to Indiana. And, but if I had, you know, not forgiven her or said that I did and stayed away from her, 
I would not have been of any good to her. My mother and my father realized that they hated one another, and they finally called each other and worked it out because of me, and, you know, because of what I did with them. You know what I mean when I say because of me. Now, if I had stayed away from them and I'm just going to punish them and not let them see me, then there would be no light shining in there so they can look at themselves. Now, I'm not saying you have to hang out all the time. You don't have to agree with them. But you have to be free enough to deal with them properly and in the right time. What do you think about that? Um, just say yes, man. No, no. I want to say what he really feels in heart. Well, okay. Um, a part of the, you know, just a part of the shakiness I have. I just want to make it clear here. I, I've always had fear of speaking up in front of people. So yeah. That's this is. I don't think this, that. All that's right. coming from your anger too. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I see that. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm sure I can. I'm sure I can grow and uh, and do that. Um, you can grow and do that. What do you mean? Well, I can. Uh-huh. I, I still have to. There's this. There's this point about uh, how much is enough, um, and is it is it enabling them? To, well, okay. Let me put it this way. The history of my family is right. Get together, and I think this is common. Get together on the holidays. Yeah. And the feeling I get from it of it is okay. Tell your friends you, that you got you got together. But then friends are more important than family, and it's almost like reassuring to them. And I could, like this gentleman said, I could be just this could be that backlash. But um, I feel like it almost in, it, it supports their egos just to know that okay, we're good enough. Good enough. For they, they they use me just to. My presence to show up, it just enables them to tell their, that, that makes them feel okay about what they've done. You know, I, I don't know, I guess I'm not going to How are you talking about that? Huh? Let me see. Yeah. So. You think that you're so wonderful that when you're there, they feel good about themselves? No, he's saying the image of his family, like the image to tell people, oh, we're all together. Yeah, like we're okay. Look, we have the picture perfect thing. Oh, I see. Like so you're saying that. Thank you. Oh, I see. So you're saying that when you're there, it gives an impression to the world that the family is tight. Mm -hmm. And even to themselves, they feel like uh, oh, it's like it, it relieves them of a certain guilt uh, that they have in neglecting you know, all themselves. the moment themselves and being decent to each other. Well, how did you come over there? <laughs> well, I just. Through my experience with them, I, uh, I've noticed that. And so they act that way, but you're not sure that's how they feel. I'm almost, you know, to tell you the truth, I, I feel like that is, I, to my best understanding, I feel that that is the way it works. Let me tell you this, and I understand what you're saying now. Now, when I go to my family house, especially folks that live here in California, and everybody's over, I'm, in all, I'm all alone. <coughs> And so I go in there, hey y'all, how y'all doing? When is the food going to be ready? What's going on? And they ask me one question, I tell the truth, and it's over. <laughs> we battle out. And I'm the only one there that's standing by myself, right? 
But I had so much fun with that. And the stores on four and okay. I'm going to just have the barn folks house, you know? Because I've had fun with them because I understand that they can't help themselves. So I don't pretend that everything is fine, but I will deliberately, you know, bring up stuff. But if they ask me a question, it's gone. It's gone, man. And so you need to enjoy it like that. You, you, know, you don't have to pretend with them. You know, that's what Christ did. He went into the midst of the folks who were pretending. Oh, I love you, Jesus. Jesus like, yeah, right. And, and, and all hell breaks loose. But he's okay with it because he want to bring it out of them. You know, he want to reveal what is him. And that's your job to do that. And I, and do, somebody do, that. I that, do do that. There's somebody in my family. I remember one of my cousins. I think he's like 20 years old now. We were over there arguing one day with everybody. He's like, they call me Punchy. He's like, Punchy, you're so strong. I said, what do you mean? He says, it's amazing how when you come over here, you can deal with all of us. And so I'm standing this up for him, not even realizing. You know, because he's seeing it. I'm not angry. I laugh and play and, and just have fun. And get some of the best meals. I don't want to give the impression that I totally alienate myself or that I am, I'm trying to punish them because I tell I tell everyone in my family, you can call me whenever you want. You can call me at three in the morning and I'm happy to talk to you. As long as we get on a certain level. Um, no. You no? That's not right. You don't think that's That's right. insane. No. <laughs> you can't. You're right. Conversation can be boring with people, boring with people who do not have insights. But you could call your mother and say, "Hey, mom, how you doing today?" Oh, life is bad. That old man went. I had a drink last night. And you say, "You know, mom, you need to stop hating him. You know, you should be affected by what dad do. It's just that you hate the man. I'm just checking around to see how you're doing. And you know, and she may think about it. You ought to give you things to say to her." But you're showing, as he said, you're showing respect to your parents. They don't have to be perfect. You just need to love them. Because you're not perfect. Of course not. So but you are on your way to perfection. You're being changed all the time. Being made whole, you have a responsibility to shine some light on those who can't see. You just can't keep it to yourself. Now, again, I'm not saying you should hang out with them, you know, all that kind of stuff. See them whenever you want to. But as a free man. What do you think about that? I couldn't disagree with that. Uh, and I, I, uh, I do do that. Um, but like, I, like you said, I'm becoming a better, a better being. I'm becoming uh, more of an individual, a stronger person and a more loving person. Yeah. And I have my flaws and I have to go through the process or the, um, and, uh, and make my mistakes and suffer through the way yeah. and see my faults. So, you know. They'll bring that out. I remember once I was over there and I just became bored, bored with them. I'm like, why am I hanging out over here? You guys are so boring. There's nothing new about it. See you. It's just them. Yeah. You know, and they're like, what? So, but you got to be that free man so you can show love to them. You really do. Now, I don't know all of your situations, so I'm not telling you to go back into it until you can see that's the right thing to do. Because I don't know all the details. 
So I don't want you to go in there and beat you up today or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do what I think is right, you know. Um, but I appreciate <laughs> the insight, you know, that from everybody sense. that commented on my, yeah. my you know, issue. Is what I'm saying or no? I get what you're saying completely. Yeah. I just, uh, you know, I also know that I've often done the right thing. Right. And I've just gotten walls. And, and, the, you, and they're saying to me, don't, don't come around or, you know. Are they telling you not to come around? It, they're not strong enough to say that directly. But, you know, when I suggest let's go get a cup of coffee, and, and I, listen, I grew up in Santa Monica. Not, you know, the old Santa Monica was, wasn't always what it is now. But, right. but um, you know, I hear things like, well, coffee is expensive these days. So, okay, but you know, there, there's your, you know, I, I hear what you're saying, and I, you know, I have plenty to do with my own life, a lot to do, so I'm going to focus on that. Yeah, I would impose myself on them, that's for sure. Yeah. But if they, are, if, they are, if they don't mind you coming over for whatever reason, and if you want to go, I would go. Yeah, they want me to come over. And I hear what you're saying, and I, and I, and I think I, I will do that. I will make more of a yeah, point of, of making myself more of a presence there. Yeah, and be honest with them when you're there. Don't pretend like things are well. You know, just tell the truth, but don't beat them up with it either. They're a tricky bunch, though. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't want to. I want because I know. I know these. I know what you're saying. And you know, but I'm also a tricky person too. So you know, I I want to stay objective to all this stuff. But right. they're a tricky bunch. <laughs> and, and I and I believe that I I've dealt very lovingly with them. Yeah. And um, so for for the sake of reality, is I know it. It's the only thing I'm going to know. You know, it's, it really is a moment-by-moment moment thing yeah. here. And I'm still not convinced that calling my mom on Mother's Day right now and saying hello, and even, I, but, it, but you're right. You know, I was having a conversation with a, a black friend of mine, and he said that um, he doesn't celebrate the, uh, Thanksgiving because he thinks America is, a, is based on, uh, has done horrible things, and he's not going to play into it. And my thought was like exactly what you're saying with my m mom on Mother's Day, and yeah. I'm seeing that. Yeah. It, it's it's a, you honor your mom, yeah. or your, your, you honor your parents, and maybe it's just it's a ceremonial reminder right. of that point. And uh, so in that way, you're right. I see the correlation. You know? Your black friend is being controlled by his outer environment, and he thinks he's right about it. Yeah. You know, he doesn't even recognize that America has changed, and black folks are free. So you can eat turkey on Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and on a personal, in my own personal level, that's me in my own. Yeah. So anyhow, thank yeah. you. Yeah, it, it's it gotta happen within you and with me. You gotta overcome the world around you. Yeah. You know, I'm a free man. I can and 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 I don't like and, and I can tolerate it, but I don't like boring conversation. You know. You talk to some people, they're not talking about anything. I'm like, why did I waste my time with that? But I learned from it. You know? And so you gotta learn, but you gotta be the light because God is in you and He wants you to reach out to others to help them. Be honest with them, don't go along with the open door, but don't resent them for who they are, what they are. Because remember, you used to be that way at one time too. And then somebody helped you through it. And you always, you know, God is always forgiving us for our weakness. You know, he's not sitting around thinking, you know what, 
I'm not going to lunch with John anymore. He's just too weak. He hates his mother. You know, God is always with you because he loves you in spite of what you are. But he's honest with you, too. And he allows you to suffer. But he still loves you. And that's how you have to treat your mother. That makes sense? Yes. And that's your job, especially as a man, because of who you represent. You, re you realize you represent Christ on earth. God is in you, and you represent him. So you have to be a good representation of that. Real, real, a long story short, I had a guy to come in uh, this week for counseling, and he was telling me about his new girlfriend. I said, oh, I met this new girl. I really like her. She's so, she's so demanding. <laughs> she gets things done. I mean, I see her at work, and she controls the job, and I just love her. She's so open and honest, and I just love her. I said, oh, yeah? And, uh, and, and we went on with the conversation, and then he said, you know what? As I'm telling you this, I realize I'm dating my mama. My mother is just like that. I hate her for that. And she's just like my mother. I didn't realize that until right now. I said, okay, you can go home now. Pay that together. Maybe cash you in When you resent your mother, you're going to be attracted to women just like mother. You're not going to get away from it. No, I know it. You're not going to get away from it. So you don't want to marry mom, believe me. No. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yes, yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I was just gonna say it was kind of a long time ago. He said something about um, his mom um, coming, like him leaving the door open for his mom to come to him and own up to everything or whatever. And I was just gonna say um, you should maybe be careful that it's not your ego involved in this whole situation. <laughs> Just because it, it sounds to me like you're um, expecting something from her as opposed to just showing her love unconditionally. And she may come to you and she may not, but that it's not really the point of whether she ever owns up to anything. Yeah. And um, it, it's just for you to be loving with her and, and maybe that'll have her reflect on something and she may not ever say it to you, but... You're, but it, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe just don't put that element of expectation on it. Because you and again, love is not mushy, mushy. I don't mean that kind of love. I just mean non-judgmental. You just have no judgment in your heart of anyone. Then you can love your mother. But you yep. gotta be free. And then you can do it. Yeah. Let me take. Let me ask Megan a question. Then I come here. Then uh, have you forgiven your mother? Mm, yeah. Okay. Yes. How about your father? Yes. It's not Father Day. We're different about it. What did you have to forgive her for? Um, I had to forgive her for. Um, we actually talked about this, a, a, like probably like a month ago or so, when we came out of a meeting. Um, I told her that she a lot of a lot of my life I resented her because she sort of always had this um, like I'm I'm not I'm not enough thing or I'm not good enough. You know what I'm saying? Like within herself, yeah, and that she showed so that to me a lot, her like my whole life, and and gave it to me. You know what I mean? And so um, I had I forgave her for that because I realized like, you know, in that moment when we were having that conversation, like I really, um, 
I hate to sound weird, but like my oneness with her, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and <laughs> my oneness. <laughs> we'll have a deep conversation. <laughs> and I really got that. I had, I, I had been struggling to overcome that, and I got that she was struggling to overcome the same thing, and she really couldn't help but, but, but to um, give that to me because it was just what was within her. But yeah, she didn't right. want it any more than I wanted it. Yeah. You know? So um, that was a big thing because I felt like I struggled with that my whole life. Not feeling, Not feeling like I was enough. Like yeah. always feeling like it wasn't enough, it wasn't enough, or I wasn't enough. And, yeah. so, and I, I, I don't feel that way anymore. Yeah. Um, but I... I definitely feel um, a different relationship with her now. Um, I don't know if it's as a result of that. Maybe it is, but I'm not. I'm That's not very good. Right on. Because the one thing about forgiving your mothers, you can then get along with them. They mm. can still be insecure, not feeling good enough, but you feel good about yourself now. Mm, yeah. And you have compassion for her when you're around her. Right, yeah. When you're not afraid, you're not restricted. Exactly. You can just be yourself. Exactly, yeah. And you don't even feel sorry for her. Right. You just see you got a mother who is insecure and doesn't realize she's fine because she has not let her anger go. But you're comfortable around her. Mm. And that is a beautiful way of living. Yeah, way it of really living. is. Isn't yeah. it nice? Mm, yeah, Absolutely. Great. Do you still feel that you're not good enough right now? That's her mother, folks. <laughs> no. <laughs> you feel like you're something else now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something else. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel better about yourself? I do, yes. You have confidence now? Yeah, I just I feel fine. I don't have to be over or under or anything like that. I'm just over or under what? Overly confident or underly under. Uh -huh. you know, does she feel comfortable with herself now, Mecca? I think that she does. Uh -huh. I mean, I still I still sometimes hear her like say little things. Sometimes I kind of like play herself down and. Yeah. Um, a lot of times when I was growing up, it was a lot of it was a lot of like comparison to like my dad and stuff yeah. like that. Like, oh, well, you know, your dad's so this, and I'm just it. And in when I do hear her say that, I'll say something about it. But I definitely don't feel, I guess, because there's no resentment there. I don't feel any like attachment to that. Right. But oh. it's it, it definitely makes um, has made our relationship like so many times better. So. Wow. And now you can love your mother. Mm, yeah. That is amazing. Are you the same way with her, your mother? No. They're, they're sisters. And that's the same old me mother. And <laughs> <laughs> well, we had, a, I think, it probably did an issue because I think my mom always thought that I was more similar to my father. Yeah. I was, I was always a, a very independent child and never really, and so I think in that she didn't, I don't think I got as much of her insecurities because she didn't necessarily identify with me. Like she, she didn't see her in me. Uh -huh. I think she saw my father in me. And, Was um, this hard on you though? No, well it's, in actually kind of a back way, it made her have higher expectations of me. So I couldn't, like, I couldn't get away with the same thing that made my siblings get away with because she didn't, because she didn't have that, um, she didn't put that on me. She's like, well Kenya doesn't have that in her so she, shouldn't be allowed to, I was held to a higher standard, I think, a lot of times. Did you like that at the time, or you thought she loved the others more than you? Uh, I, th I thought it was fine, I didn't have a problem with it. I, it frustrated me because I had to take ownership of their issues that I didn't, that I didn't do right. when I was a kid. Like, I could be as responsible as possible, but it was still my fault because Kenya, you know, it's easier for her, or she's not like that, or she's more independent, or something like that, whatever those things were. Yeah. But I think when that happened, I was like, hey, 
you know, I didn't do this and you guys, and my, both her and my dad both did it to me. They both had, they put, seemed to put more expectation on me. You're older, right? You're the oldest. I'm the middle, actually. Oh, you're the middle? Oh, your brother's older than you. Mm -hmm. Really? No, no, I'm not wearing wow. a middle child, but I'm, yeah, I'm not a typical middle child. Yeah. Um, so you get along with your mother? Yeah, I and do. You're able to speak your mind and deal with her problems? With, and with both of them now, too. Yeah. And, and I tell them, like, when, and that hasn't happened in a few years, because I don't live there anymore, and I'm kind of off on my own. But when I was still, like, you know, living at home or in school, and there's something that happened, I'd say, listen, that wasn't me, and you guys can't put that on me. And conversely, you guys can't let them slide on that just because you think that, you know, they're not, like, they, yeah. you know, they make excuses for them. Let me ask you, did your mother teach you to love your father? Uh huh. Not so much. Not so much. That's unfortunate. Yes, but we've we've moved past that. Though. Right. And and the message today is because of this Mother Day, I want mothers to start teaching their boys and girls to love their fathers. You know, even if they're mad at the father, mm -hmm. do not pass that on to the children because it changes their life for the worse, for the negative. And the kids grow up, you know, choosing the wrong man. You know, boys choose the wrong. You know, wrong lady. And, but mothers need to teach their children to honor their fathers. Yeah, I, I will say that I think that she didn't necessarily teach me to love my father, but she, I don't think she knew how to teach me yeah. that. Yeah. But she did, in a side of that, bring us here to help us get yeah. by the thing that she didn't know how to teach us to get around. Yeah. I was thinking the other day about some of the mothers who have come to Bond for a long time, and I had an utmost respect for them because. To be able to come to the bar meeting and let your kids expose everything that's going on, you have to want to get well. <laughs> and, uh, and some of the mothers, Sherry and uh, Rhonda and uh, what do you mother? Christine, they have done that. Ozzy, they have done that. You know, and so a lot of mothers don't sacrifice their ego for that. You know, for the children like that. And these women have gone through so much embarrassment, and, and the kids are telling what's going on. But they have hung in there with the children and hope that they'll get better. And it's paying off. And I think that the difference between her and, and these mothers and some other mothers out there is that she may have known what she was doing, but she knew it wasn't right. Yeah. And she was humble about it not being right. right. And she mm -hmm. wanted the best for us. And so she tried to give it to us whatever means she knew best. And now you'll be able to pass it on to your children. Right. Yeah, once you get married. Right on. Yes, ma'am, you had your hand. Yeah. Um, I, I, I feel good because I'm doing also a lot of the things that you've said on here. Right. And I have a, I, my mom has passed away, but I, in the end, I resented her for years and years and years for one thing she did. And um, once I wanted to get free of that, I realized she was only working with what she knew. Yeah, that's right. And she had made a mistake. And I told myself, would you want, and I had a daughter at that, my daughter was a little one, two years old. And I asked myself, do you want your daughter right here to hate you for years and years and years for one mistake you did? Mm -hmm. So that helped allow me to forgive. And I want to make that comment to him, um, John. You know, that helped me get over that one mistake my mom made. And I know my mom loved me, you know. She didn't put me out the house and all that stuff. So, you know, I, I was just like, when I was hearing you go through that, you know, I was like, the reason why you would want to call your mom, you got to be that difference to show them. Because love conquers all. If we want to be, you know, if we say love, love really does conquer all. It will change a person. Um, you want them to change, you got to want to change too. And that's how I got to, because I, I mean, I, my mom did a thing that I never thought I could get over. 
and it still has an effect on me today. So when I was hearing Jesse say about the men and how women, with the things that we do, and um, I was like, wow, I know, now I know why I stay around here, because I was like, I'm going to find me a good man from being around here. <laughs> <laughs> because I know I have, like, some issues that, you know, like how he said women are, you know, macho. I want to be feminine, but I will speak my mind. I will put it in a man in a place in two seconds. My friend loves to bring it up in my face, how I will tell uh, a group a group of, and it could be a whole bunch of men, and I will say something like, if the next person says something, they're going to have to deal with me. You know, and that's just hilarious. She's like, it's all these men in here, and they're going to have to deal with you. Huh? Well, you know, but I forgave my mom, and it just made, uh, and, my, and my mom was a hard mom, and I didn't like a lot of things she did. But she did a lot of right things. Yeah. So I would make myself focus on that, too, as I was going through the healing of forgiving. Um, and it made, it made a great difference. And me and my mom was so cool, and I'm glad, you know, because she's not here now. And I was able to get over that. And I just see the things that I do with my daughter, you know, when Jesse told me about how I deal with the father, with my daughter. And I did, you know, I want a better relationship for her because I see that I'm not having that. Yeah. So I did some the things that he tells me, man, it works. Yeah. So. <laughs> right on. Even though I don't agree with everything he said. <laughs> <laughs> but on that. I can't even imagine one thing that you don't agree with. You can't imagine one thing? <laughs> one thing. I laugh at your comments, but all these things that you say about black folks, I'm like, he, he must not like black people. <laughs> but I laugh at it because... Um, I like to use it as comedy and stuff. It's funny. It's funny. It's funny. It's funny. It's funny. Yeah. It is because it's true. But black folk, I mean, black, a lot of black people would look at it, and even myself, you know, if I couldn't laugh at it, I would be like, now what is it? You know, I would have another little take on it. But then when I listen to it, I'm like, dang, that is true. We do do that. Yeah. So I'm able to, to get over it. I love laughing at black folks. Yeah. 
get married, you start your family, you won't pass that same spirit down to the next generation, from generation to generation. So you gotta drop it right now by forgiveness, and then start a new generation. <coughs> That's what's gonna happen. You don't do the same things that your parents have done to you. And if you hate, you can't help but do it, and you cannot honor your parents. It will be fake. You go over there and have, you know, say, well, you hate your parents, your mother. You go and have Thanksgiving with them, but you're hating them through the whole thing. And you're there by obligation, by guilt, and not from love. When I visit my family, it's because I want to be there. I absolutely want to be there. I know they're insane, but I don't hold it against them because I was insane. I have fun with their insanity. And it's so nice because sometimes they try to get along with me. They buy me presents. Or when they prepare a plate for me, I was at my aunt's house the other day, and she said, I'm sorry I don't have everything for you to eat. And my aunt hates when I'm around. She <laughs> loves the fact that I don't hate them. You know, she's like, I hope she doesn't see this face. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love you, aunt. <laughs> but she's a, a, a liberal. And when I say liberal, meaning that everything is okay. And I'm totally different from that, right? When she sees me on TV, Everybody's like, oh, you were really good. I really like what you had to say. And I said, okay, let me see from my aunt. Did you see me on TV? Yeah. How did I do? <laughs> All right. <laughs> 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 you shouldn't talk about people, you know, that kind of stuff. But she loved me. She respect me for who I am. And I can stand on my own because I don't have that history. I don't have to agree with them, but I don't have to be mad at them about it, and they know that. And that's the power of love, absolute power of love that comes from God. And it's not a feeling. It's a way, a lifestyle. It's a way of living. And I love living this way. i got to move really fast because there's some people I want to ask some questions of, and time is just going by fast. You had your hand up a while. Yes, we are really glad to have come here today. It's just it's always, always really neat to be here. Thank you. But you know, I was listening to what you said, and, I, and I, we spoke about a month ago, as you recall. And I thought what you, about a situation Mark, when I worked at Markham Middle School in Watts. And I talked to you then, and it resonates now, this concept of mothers being mothers and inculcating this, what's right to yeah. the kids. And that's just, well, they're going to do it anyway. That's exactly the situation, experience I felt when I was working at that school. Yeah. And I wish that every mother, whether black, or Hispanic, or white, could come to that school, and you see the children, and you're thinking to yourself, we're going to pass the torch on to these kids? Yeah. Out of control. And it's only because the mothers, well, let them do what they want. Yeah. It's exactly like you said. So I just wanted to bring that point out, and God bless you for saying it, and to be a parent is the hardest thing in the world, but we have no choice. Let me say one thing, I appreciate it, thank you. But let me just say this, it's really not hard being a parent if you love what's right more than anything else, and you're guided by what is right. But if you're not guided by love, it's hard to be anything, really. It's hard to get up and go to work. It's hard for anything. That's why we must come out of the darkness into the light by realizing that we're wrong. Because it is a challenge, but if you're guided by God, guided by what is right, it's a fun challenge. It's just the situations you deal with. But if you're not guided by that, you're guided by anger, it is, it is hard. Because the kids are going to rebel against that anyway. 
Kids can tell when, when mothers are angry. They know when you're angry. They know that you're not coming from love. And they're going to fight you all the way. But if you're coming from love, they will not fight you all the way. There's still some issues, but it will not be hard. You got my word on that. Because perfect love casts out all that. It gives you perfect direction. Because perfect love is powerful. You don't feel it, you don't taste it, but it's powerful. I got to do this because I have about five minutes. I need to ask you for some questions, but I need short answers. Is that possible? <laughs> Melissa, are you over your mother? Um, she just told me I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely know I am, and I think now I talk to her, and if she does something or blames me for something that I'm not at fault for, I tell her. But yeah. I think she thinks that that means I resent her, but I just tell her, you know. That's right. And it doesn't matter what she thinks, it's what you have to know for yourself that you know. And if you're able to speak up to her, disagree with her, argue with her, and don't feel hatred for her, you're on your way. It doesn't hurt your way. So you know that you're over her. You can mm -hmm. All right. How about you, Scott? Are you over your mother? No. Not over. Why not? Um, I, I just I have kind of an impatience that I, and sort of an intractable impatience with both parents that okay. I I'm not really past. And what is holding you from or preventing you from letting it go? Um, Anything is preventing you from forgiving your parents because your mother doesn't do a lot, man. Oh, I mean, I, I mean, I, I use the word intractable, intractable because it, it's just there whenever yeah. I'm around them. Um, what are you thinking and feeling? Um, them. Kind of like uh, looking for, ex you know, just judging or like looking for excuses to judge or kind of like um, I just find myself annoyed with a lot of the stuff they say and do and just kind of things that have just been there for a long time that, you know, why are they kind of reacting this way to this situation? Why are they saying this? You know, those sorts of things. Oh, I see. Uh, do you want to overcome that? Yeah. I, know you I mean, I wouldn't want to. I mean, I, I, like I said, it's... It's not something I choose to do when I'm around them. It's just there, and I wouldn't. I'd like it not to be there. Yeah. Let me just say in short, the next time that comes up on you, I want you to sit still, stand still, whatever you're doing, and just watch it, and don't identify with it, because it's a spirit of anger that has made a home inside of you, and it doesn't want to die. It want to live through you, and so whenever they're speaking and doing what they're doing, it's telling you, oh wow, how silly they are. I want to let that go. You know, one of my father always attacking folks. You know, blah, blah, blah. Just watch that and don't go along with it at all. Don't let you out. Don't, just watch it. And it'll fade away. Because you're watching it and God allowing you to see it will rebuke that spirit from you. Because it is not you. It's just, it's just stuck there from the past. And you got to let it go. And then you'll be able to see my parents and who they are. And look what sacrifice they made. Look how they embarrass themselves and the, and the readers all be here, you know. But don't identify with this thing that's talking to you in your head about your parents. And then you can be able to see them in a different light and love them. That makes sense? It does, yeah. Will you try that? I will. Yeah. yeah. Right, just try to see what happens. It is not you. They, your parents are, except for four, they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's somebody else I wanted. Oh. Have you uh, forgiven your parents? Yes. Yeah. And what did you have? To, who did you have to forgive? Both or one or which one? Well, the prime one was my mom. Your mother. Which you have to give, forgive her for? What I mean? Okay, I'm gonna take two. Go ahead. I give it to you. Okay. 
I had to forgive her for um, just certain abuses in my past. I had to forgive her for not being available all the time as a mom. Yeah. And how do you know for sure that you have forgiven her for that? How do you know you've forgiven her? Because I don't feel the same resentment. You don't feel I feel it? love towards her. I feel, and she's the same person. She does a lot of the same things, and they don't, they don't affect me the yeah. same way. And how do you feel about yourself? I feel, I still have some resentments towards myself. What do you resent yourself for? Not being enough. Not being enough? Enough of what? I don't know. It's not doing everything perfectly. I know. And do you know how to forgive yourself? Just realize that it's completely unrealistic. I'm sorry? Realize that it's completely unrealistic because there's no perfection in anything except Christ. Um, here's what I want you to do. For me for a week, because we're out of time. I want you, do you, when you pray, do you sit still and pray? Or do you hoop and holler? <laughs> no, I, I did the week meditation of just asking for nothing this past week. Yeah, here's what I want you to do for a week, because I believe, and I could be wrong, that you haven't truly forgiven your mother. Because what you're feeling about yourself is what you resent her for, making you feel that way and treating you that way growing up. <laughs> And because I know for a fact, well, not for a fact, but I'm absolutely sure <laughs> that when you forgive your mother, you're free from all things. There's nothing left. You know? And so I want you to sit still for a week, okay. morning and night, and then next Sunday let me know what happened. Okay. And then when this voice is talking to you in your head, pay it no mind. Just wait and see. All right? Because I believe that's the things that you see about your relationship, I mean, you don't see about your relationship with her yet. But those things apply to my dad, too. Could it well, be both like of them, man. Yeah, both of them. But I want you to see it and don't hate it all over. Just feel what you feel about it, and you'll go free. Right? Okay. Because you, once you, when I stopped resenting my parents, especially my mother, I had no resentment for anyone at that point. He set me free from everything, all resentment. Right. And so that's how he'll do it for you. Okay. But don't listen to what the thoughts are telling you about it. I want you to watch it. Okay. Will you do me? Would you do that for me? Yeah. All right. Um, how was there? Three minutes left. Oh, sorry, I do my little commercial thing. But let me just say, <laughs> Happy Mother's Day to Mother's Day. And the solution to all this is to know thyself, be honest about yourself, and forgive. You gotta forgive. When you when you can forgive others, and starting with your mother's first, then God will forgive you and set you free. Absolutely set you free, and your love will be passed on to the next generation. So you've got to forgive. You've got to forgive. And a mother has an awesome responsibility to pass down love to her children from the father as he's getting it from God. And then we can start a new generation. I appreciate you tuning in. If you have any questions or comments, you can email me at bond at bondinfo.org. Bond at bondinfo.org. Also, to be still in no prayer. Now, I know a lot of folks like to hoop and holler when they pray. Oh, you know, tell me, Lord, you know, all this stuff. You can still do that, but do the be still and know, and still hoop and holler, and see who's going to be in there with.
You may not trust me, right? I know you're lifting up holy hands while cussing out your children. But do the hoop and holler and do the be still and know. Go to my website and get a copy of Be Still and Know. It's a prayer on the CD. It's going to show you how to calm down and allow God to reveal and set you free. Also, you can sign up for copies of our newsletter there. Uh, you can donate to our nonprofit organization. We need your tax uh, deductible donations and your tithe and offering in order for us to continue doing what we're doing here. We don't get money from the government. We rely on you to help us. But most importantly, mothers, you need to return to God. Love your fathers, love your husbands, so that you can love God and guide your, ch your children in the right way to go, especially your daughters. All right? Again, thank you so much for tuning in. Let us hear from you. You guys enjoy this year? Yes, sir. 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 Yes, Yeah. <laughs>